Welcome to House Common Blood, where strangers are family. Every episode contains graphic content, including, but not limited to, copious amounts of blood, unnecessary cursing, death of all ages, be they infants or immortals, fantasy drug use, nudity, mentions of sex, and sound effects of various qualities. We cannot stress enough that this is mature content with adult themes. You have been warned. Be fruitful and become many. Welcome to House Comblub. I'm your uh, demon host, Gray, and I'm here with your players, Eddie. Hello, I am Mega, and I play Eddie, the outer boy Tratton, that is of the bastard class variety. And then I also, on occasions, play Eddie and many other characters with a similar naming scheme, because I am a bastard. <laughs> uh, followed with uh, Aluya. Uh, greetings, Nita here. Uh, I play Aaliyah Oblak, the variant human cleric sorcerer. Uh, thank you. <laughs> as well as uh, our friend Cupcake. Hi guys, I'm a born-again virgin Moppet. Okay, so alright, alright. <laughs> Fucking do it again. I'm sorry, born again virgin? What? Well, I, I'm born again. I'm reincarnated. How does that work? <laughs> I mean, if he's dead and becomes a zombie, he is reborn again. <laughs> Hello, I am Avet Sohafidash, risen from the dead. I play a wooden golem, druid. And you guys can figure out the rest of what has changed in Mavet's life. Apart from being dead. Um, alright. And finally, Moomin. Hello! I play Seer, a fire genasi artificer that tries their best not to be murdered by the cruel world of this DM. Because <laughs> he's cruel. He's gonna kill my character once I get to a city, so prepare for that. Absolutely. No hesitation. Last time, our brave heroes decided to uh, talk to a tribe of cute porcupines. After making uh, friends with uh, the lord of uh, the Prick Prick tribe, Lord Num Nums, they uh, became friends, hugging it out, and they ended up getting a few useful items before deciding to go through a tunnel to a fort ruled by the Goblin King, Gungra. But before going through the tunnel, Mavet, with his large size, thought it'd be better to go alone, traveling overland and uh, seeking the attention of the wolf that's been hunting them. Well, after a chase scene and being controlled by the very parasite that he uh, made friends with, he killed the wolf but lost himself in the process. The other party decided to get up to hijinks. Eddie snuck into a siege engine <laughs> of a uh, machine 
killed all the goblins inside, took control of it, and the party decided to uh, stomp everything within the fort with their new machine, their new ride. After that, Eddie decided to uh, plant some uh, mushrooms, some spores into the ground to grow something, while also scouting underneath in a tunnel, following the footsteps of Gungra. Did I forget anything? Um, the only thing is that after they stealth, they realize, oh shit, it's dangerous. So they came back and now they're with us again, thinking, trying to plan whether we continue forward or... Yep, Rooney, fresh and fruity. All right. You guys ready to get back onto the map? Yep, just the three of us and Seer's new construct. <laughs> All right. Or you could even say the also the tree of us. No. I, I'd prefer not to. I appreciated it. I I didn't. I want to give I hated you. It. I want to give him fifty experience for making the GM cry and cringe. You get five exp for making me cringe, and that's serious. <laughs> I'll take five experience to the bank. I could spend. I could spend it on five more inches. God damn it! Make it fifty-five. Not <laughs> so. You got me with the inch joke. Let's uh, get back into this. You know, I kind of want to start off the scene a little bit here. So you you planted this thing in the ground, Mega. How fast is this thing growing? Like, I was at least imagining uh, a situation where it's more like a slow at first, Mm -hmm. but then essentially starts to pick up pace you know kind of like one of those like exponential exponential growth kind of things yeah kind of like jack and the beanstalk that's why i imagine like the sprout then the sudden surge before you begin to tell me what this looks like uh louis here what's your reaction to this because we really didn't get your both your point of views seeing eddie's behavior did he come back to grow some more mindfuck out here? Is that like the time and place for this? No, I I could definitely say from the short time we've been together, they don't just do it in the middle of danger, especially when they just left. I feel like they would go into their pen if they were going to do something like that. And I think they're doing something else. Think it would work? I'm very much in the mentality of I only believe it when I see it. So, if it works... Then it works. And then we continue on making it work further. Ooh, I think the same. We, But I was about to say, it's like, I think that we should plan. I'll take this thing, though, while you, we plan, though. All right, Eddie, flavor it up for me. Yeah, so uh, as uh, as uh, Eddie has, like, uh, buried this, uh, like, a, you know, like, a, again, I'll do, like, a re-underline for everybody else. Like, you know, like, these these mushrooms are not normal. This mushroom does, in fact, have a uh, a face on the head uh, that sounds redundant, but it's not, uh, or on the cap rather. But um, but uh, as Eddie buries it into the ground, he places his hand onto the area and starts to breathe out and like breathe in a bit, and then like exhaling even more. And as he does so, the area just above where he had buried the mushroom begins to fill up with a dense smoke 
that uh, begins to become absorbed like a by the mound and he just keeps breathing it out and out and out and that's when the the first sprout <clears throat> yeah as this is growing along cupcake you mind uh like elaborating on this like what this looks like i am grouped um unfortunately we don't have the rights to that and you just got our got our uh, campaign canceled thank you oh i meant group so what this looks like as we see the mindfuck being planted in the ground the swirling of the smoke penetrating the mound oh why am i forgetting the word that mega just said it's the little thing that comes out of a seed a sprout that's what it is there you go <laughs> you want to take a take two on that <clears throat> as we see the smoke penetrating the mound the little sprouts coming from the m- spore head are a little gnarled but they also look look fresh half and half it seems it seems to know where it's growing now instead of being confused about where it should be going am, am i like a full body yet so i could explain that yeah go right ahead like uh, eddie was explaining it starts off slow then it begins to surge as we see someone who looks pretty similar to Mavet, you see less less jagged edges, less vines of thorny nature. If you look upon Mavet's face, although there has never been many features, you see to see a, a calm aura about him, no longer confused, no longer wondering broken on the inside the synapses not connecting in his mind for now he everything has been made sense everything it just makes sense from where he started to where he must go he seems also a little slimmer now as he may have not needed to be so angry anymore he can finally pull back his shoulders and relax a little bit what's baby's first words i am my vet (laughs) <laughs> so as eddie has like uh copped out the last bit it's like hold on bruh i just need a smoke <laughs> pulls out his vape pen and like uh starts uh breathing that in a bit can't imagine the finger held in the air <laughs> and as my vet sees eddie going for a toke he comes up and I'm just going to assume I'm not fully grown yet. I might be about half size. I go up. I go up to Eddie. Daddy? And I just feel like... <laughs> <laughs> we have to wait till till the After Hours episodes for that. <laughs> go up to Eddie. And I just a scent... You can feel a sense of calming coming over Mavet. As he just feels at ease and a strong connection is brought to him by Eddie as he goes up to give him a hug. Mm. So as you go over, he does so, albeit like a, a one-armed hug as he still has the the strong urge to smoke. But uh Thank you, Eddie, for helping me make this connection. It all makes sense now. Yellow gleam in your eyes, Mavet. I finally feel the mini. Lily's just gonna look to see like, oh, it's Mavet? At this point, she's like, eh, everything's like crazy impossible right now. <laughs> but I'm glad he's back. 
I'll have to investigate how they did that. For now, though, I think we need them. Especially kind of looking back to the hole, you know, Eddie came out of. Mm-hmm. We'll have to go down and finish the job, I would say. As Eddie finally, like, uh, feels like he can breathe properly now. So he's going to, like, uh, uh, look look down at Mavet and uh, just like, Oh, yeah, bro, that's right. Uh, we kind of sort of found, well, not found the Goblin King, but we found where he went. That is amazing, indeed. I seem to, I guess I must have gotten here rather quick. All I remember is seeing the wolf and then just darkness. And now I'm here. I may have gotten knocked out. Well, I'm glad you're back. Sort of, you look different. Um, do you think you'll be okay to move forward with us? They all stare intently. I believe it's imperative I stay with my brother here. Oh, but I think he's coming too, so that's why I asked. That's not the first time I heard that. (laughs) (laughs) Not the first time I've been lied to. (laughs) Sometimes people get nervous, okay? (laughs) Swear, baby, this never happens. Tell you, Bri, if if you feel you're up to it, like, I plan on coming down too, so, well... Not coming down anytime soon, but... Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, it is still dark out. It is in the evening going on tonight. I know the the map doesn't reflect that, but I want you guys to be able to, you know, see rather than uh, have it dark as hell. Right, and you said that there was some sort of light sources so Aluya could see, right? You had, like, torches and stuff? Uh, no, it was uh, mainly the machine. Which is still on, so yeah, that is a light source. What do you all do? So, I could already tell you that we might need to. It kind of like looks back down, it's like take care of the problem there, mainly because while we have this thing up here, whatever they're doing down there is creating more of these spawn that are not really, I would say, normal. But also, if we're able to remove whatever's down there, it might give us closer answers to why. A genius of a dwarf is working with Genasi, as well as possibly be able to figure out this large fire Genasi they keep speaking of. At least that's what I would think. Well, we can't bring this machine down there, so is there a way for you to, like, uh, take out the source that makes it go so no one else could use it? And then if need be, you can bring it back and make it go again? That's what I was actually trying to investigate while you were... Having fun playing with the controllers. Oh, I'm so sorry. It was very exciting. No, don't apologize. Investigation check. Guidance. Aluya proceeds to do the Konami code. Yeah, DC 15. Uh, DC 24 additional information. I mean, lucky for you, I'm good at investigation. Yeah, I know. And you rolled. Lucky for you, I'm not wearing pants. I'm gonna do my... Oh, well, I get guidance, so that means I get a 20. Okay, so you got 20. So base information, you, you figured out where the control is, like uh, the, the central device that keeps this thing going. Uh, looking at the engine, it honestly isn't that big. It's fairly small. It uh, is essentially the heart of this machine. It's near the base. And you see like uh, this steampunk-ish engine 
with uh, multiple uh, tubes uh, fanning out with uh, a manifold going to many different uh, locations in this machine. The good news is you know where it is. The bad news is it was. It looks like it was installed by goblins and it's very haphazard. You don't feel confident that you can take it out safely and put it back in. What I'm getting at is either it has to stay on or permanently shut off. I mean, I have a simpler solution on how to deactivate this without something to steal it. All right, let's see what you got. So you described that the handles were very, like, simple, right? To activate. Well, what you really simply do is you don't break the machine apart and turn it off. What you do is you take away the steering wheel, basically. <laughs> yes. Uh... To guarantee taking away the steering wheel, too. You don't just take the ropes and the pulley part. You take the pulley itself away, too. <laughs> so if they try to activate it, it's very much like, I can't operate it. It's missing its essential parts. Mm-hmm. So I could leave that thing in there, and if someone steals it, well, that's okay. But mm -hmm. what I'll probably do is I won't fully take it out. What I'll do is I'll disconnect the pipings and stuff and whatever, and okay. basically make it so it's like, all right, unless someone knows how to put this together, they won't be able to run it. Mm -hmm. Kind of like a half between state, yeah. All right. Um, I'm still going to require a check to deactivate this safely. Um, if you're not going to mess with the engine... That's fine. Um, safely, I'm gonna say... I'm trying to think what would be good for this. I wouldn't say... I'm gonna say a straight dexterity check, unless you have a skill you can push for here. Let's see. I actually would put intelligence instead of dex, mainly because I'm not gonna rush it. I'm very much gonna take my time, but I'm gonna make sure it's, like, easier to memorize taking it apart. Yeah, I can do that. A straight intelligence check, DC 17 to safely turn it off. Hi. Mm -hmm. All right, Mega, blow my dice. Me Mega, blow me. <laughs> I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> I've been waiting for this moment for years. <laughs> All right, what do you got? An 18. Ah, lucky girl. Yep. And a 19, possibly. Okay. I'll, I'll roll a just. Everybody's lucky when they get a blowy from Mega. <laughs> All right. I always ask Mega. Um, it's technically t uh, 21 then. All right. Flavor this up for me. Like, uh, go in detail. Like, uh, I'm going to say this will take a couple hours because, again, you're not going fast. Uh, what what do you do to uh, turn off this machine? So very much. They're going to look at Aluya and Eddie and Tiny Mavet and be like, if you need to do other things, prepare in other ways. I'd say to do that. I'm going to make sure this is inoperable. And then they kind of just, like, put on some gloves, start walking up, climbing up this machine, and they start just, like, doing the thing that seems strange. Because their mentality is, the simplest solution is always the best solution. As they just start ripping out release. Not, like, ripping out, but, you know, basically very much like, alright, this won't work if you take this piece out, chuck it out the back, and handing it to Aluya to throw in their bag. Like, bunch of parts I'm just giving Aluya. As it's just being chucked out. It's not going to break. It's not very fragile. This, These are goblins. If you gave them fragile parts, they probably would never build this thing. Mm. So it's very much like they're just throwing things. It's like not going to break. All right. Here's a ton of rope. Here's a ton of this. Oh, and be careful with this explosive device. Oh, 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 oh shit. Okay. Got it. <laughs> oh, shit. This is a good reaction. Why do they use a dagger for a handle? Why does it still have a blade? 
Why is there still blood on it? Oh, well, there's your th reason why. Rips out Goblin. Oh, do we, will it smell in there? I mean... Oh, it smells. It's going to be a pretty awful thing, because apparently they made the Goblin a part of the machine. Okay. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know how. But I know for a fact that it's essential. <laughs> there's tubes going into a fucking Goblin. <sighs> but basically, it's very much like they're just... Eventually, when they get finished, they deactivated it so that if they want to turn it back on, they can. And then no one else can just steal it. And if they try to steal it, they'll have to steal just the bottom part. But it sounds like the bottom part is very much like, like it's small and it's basically it's like, okay, unless someone knows what they're taking, they can't take it really. Mm -hmm. All right. So what do you guys do? Is nighttime? Do we take a short rest, long rest? Are you guys going to keep trucking forward? What's the game plan here? I mean, if you wanted to save time, everybody else could get a short rest while I don't. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm good for whatever. I did take damage, so. Mm. Well, it, it's more towards uh, possibly suffering from exhaustion. Got it. Mm -hmm. I don't mind resting, even if it's for a little bit. What about born again virgin Mavet? <laughs> I'm I'm just good admiring um, Eddie over here as I grow my morning wood. <clears throat> <clears throat> Well, evening wood, but, you know, like, uh, still pretty good stuff. <laughs> uh, all right. So it sounds like a short rest, by the sounds of it. Okay. Yeah, unless anyone says otherwise. Well, uh, everyone can uh, take a short rest. Um, anything you got to do, go right ahead and do it. Then uh, we'll, uh, unless there's any RP in between then and when Seer is done deactivating the machine, we'll uh, pick up with uh, Seer. Uh, with fucking oil across her face. Okay. Uh, see your oil across your face. What do you say? All right. So before I say anything else, though, to the whole group, Aluya, you better have put that goblin into there. It's an essential piece. I did. It was gross. I mean, some of the skin was coming off the cheek, but I did it. Okay. I just had to make sure. Regardless, though, this thing's deactivated. Okay. Now... If we find no use for it, I'll take the engine later. But for now, if something tried to hijack this, they would not be able to since I gave you all the parts. They would have to make new parts right off the bat. For now, shall we pursue forward down into the depths? I'm ready. I will stay behind you. I can't see very well, but I'll make sure no one comes up behind you. So yeah, let's go take care of a bad little dude. Okay. So you guys uh, go into uh, the hatch, going down the uh, rope ladder, and eventually find yourself in some water. Let's bring you over to the map. So uh, you find yourself inside of a, uh, like a, uh, some water that's about up to your knees, along with the strange purple and blue foliage and grass inside of this cavernous tunnel. I want to ask, my vet, how, how are you getting used to your body? I feel to be growing, not only physically, but spiritually, at a very nice rate. Mm -hmm. Still working out my legs. I got a little tight hand binds, but, you know, mm -hmm. everything is going well. Like, uh, how's your skin look? <sighs> my skin is vet. A lot less rough than the last time we have seen Mavet. It's no longer 
black and dark oak ash wood. It's now of a lighter color. And if you examine on that just a little bit more around the torso, you start seeing this eerie similar similarity to Eddie and his vape pen. As you see what was once there with thorny vines, now seems to be smoky tendrils. Nice. So yeah, you hear a uh, rush of water. What do you all do? A quick question. If I uh, were to put on a light for myself, not very bright, would that be bad? I just want to ask. Uh, I really can't see very well, like at all, to be honest. Well, like when I was down here earlier, uh, I mean, I guess I only really came across like one bad little dude, but they were kind of like hiding in a puddle. I don't know if they're still there, though. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I'll put on my light. I am in the back. Oh, right. They're, I think they were, like, invisible in the water, so maybe keep that, like, in mind. Oh, well, if you saw them and they were invisible, would that not mean they're not invisible because you saw them? Well, no, like, I saw them, just, like, not with my eyes. I saw them with my brain. Oh, you just, like, nods and, like, yep, makes total sense. Uh, she will apparate her spear and uh, she'll just cast light at the tip. Um, but she'll kind of stay like five feet back from Seer, uh, just to give space in case she has to quickly snuff it out, because Eddie's in the lead, I assume. Well, yeah, if, if Eddie's going to take you to where he last saw the door, then it would be awkward if he was just, like, leading from behind. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's give you a little bit of light. Uh, what's the dim and uh, bright for that? Uh, I believe it's 20 feet, or 20 foot sphere. Okay, 20 foot sphere. Yeah. If, it, if it's the light spell, then it's uh, 20 feet of bright and 20 feet of dim. All right. Um, explore. Um, keep in mind, uh, if you guys get a little too uh, crazy, um, I will uh, pause the game. So try to move as a group. Announce where you're going. If you go too far away or do something a little nuts, uh, you might be taken aback by something. I will burn a spell before we move forward to cast the invisibility. Um. DM, quick question. On those two potions that the Pick Pick tribe gave us, what is how long do they last? Within one minute for uh, the maximum power, oil of sharpness, it, it takes a minute to apply, lasts for one hour. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, and is this an action or a bonus action to uh, use a potion? Uh, bonus action. Okay. For a potion. Yeah, the oil itself is specifically going to take a minute. So if you want to spend 10 rounds applying the oil, you can. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll just ask Sir. Uh, Sir, uh, since we might get into trouble here, should I use one of the potions to help us out? I don't think so in this case. I would say that one might be more useful in a situation when we really can't hurt something. In these cases, though, these goblins, they might be different, but they are, they are still goblin variants. Mm. Okay. And Mavette will cast Pass Without Trace on the party. Oh, okay. That's good Gracias, to hear. Yes, senor. Okay. Just flavored this up for me. You know what? I forgot. I'm born again. I cannot do it. Born again? Yep. So I, ha I have literally nothing on me. So I don't have my spell components or anything. Yep. So I take that back. Now, did you get this from your druid uh, spell list? Yes. Okay. Just want to make sure. Yeah. That'd be the only way. Yep. All right. Go on. 
Seer? I was going to say, with C invisibility, I'm going to be by Eddie so that if he... Okay. He has blind sight, so he could see things I can't see, but I could see things that are, like, obviously magically hidden. Mm-hmm. And I said I'm five feet behind her. Okay. But yeah, at least uh, Eddie is going to do his best to uh, retrace his steps. Mm-hmm. So I guess coming up to this first, uh, what seems to be an intersection? Or, no. A three-pronged fork in the road. (laughs) It's an intersection, just not a T intersection. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. So just to uh, describe this a little bit better for you. Uh, Like I mentioned before, uh, to your right, we have an obvious trap with a a rope tripwire and a log that is hanging on the cavernous ceiling. Directly in front of you, there is a five-foot puddle. Um, to your left, there is a crescent-shaped uh, hallway with a lot of mushrooms. It's like uh, Eddie points down the, uh, uh, yeah, I guess it would be like the middle one with the puddle. Uh, yeah, that's where I saw the the one hiding. Would you like me to light them out? I mean, honestly, that depends, like, because, like, since... I imagine Seer is looking in that direction. Do they see that they're even still there? <laughs> yeah, toward the puzzle, since since she has C invisibility. Uh, yes, like, is she, even she still does there? see the creature uh, lying in wait if you're actively searching for it. It, it seems like uh, it's a guard position for it. Although with its uh, uh, being submerged in water and whatnot, it's a... Visibility is limited to uh, five feet in front of it and five feet behind it. I could definitely see something in there. Now I could take the mean approach and put an orb of flames in there and boil the water. Or, well, I just make it so that it can't come out of the water itself. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Looks to Eddie, kind of like being like, so do you want to go then this path or the mushroom path? I mean, like, I guess the one that makes the least noise. We don't want to get a lot of attention, right? Agreed. Then... I I need to ask before you guys move on. Are you, you guys intentionally, like, sneaking around here? I would say so, yeah. If that's the case, I want a group stealth check, and uh, we'll only re-roll it if you guys move on to uh, new areas, and now we'll make note of it to the party when necessary. But for the most part, we'll let it ride. So give me a group stealth. Oh my god. Mm. Seven from my vet, 14 from Aluya. Oh my god. Uh, three from Seer. Uh, well, that average is going to be horrible. Mm-hmm. In fact, let me do that average now. Oh, well. I think it was pretty much a lost cause anyway, but... uh, I rolled at disadvantage. <laughs> and you rolled the best. Nine from Eddie. We are able to avoid an ooze. With a average of 8.25. Mm, don't worry, the passives are low. But yeah, we'll let I, it ride. I don't... Th- <laughs> okay. Ah. Yeah, and that's how we're going to handle stealth uh, for like a, each uh, section of this. This is just going to dictate how you guys handle each area. So I don't want to clog it up with a shit ton of rolls. All right. You guys feel pretty stealthy. What do you do? So I guess, well, whichever... Of the two plans Asir was considering that were the air quote uh, quietest option. Uh. Mm. Well, the quietest option is to, in Seer's brain, go like, if that's a really simple trap here, we'll just take that path and see what's down that way. 
Thud, 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 thud. <laughs> okay. Sorry, guys. I'm still getting used to these legs. <laughs> it's okay. Thud, 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 thud. Lee is moving comically. Slow. Yes, no. Very sneaky. Hey, I'm <laughs> the quietest out of all of them. Yeah, I was gonna say you. I was gonna say there's no comic about it. You're the most stealthy. <laughs> I mean, I guess your legs are pretty twiggy right now, but you'll grow into them. Move along. What I will do then is, as someone that could disable traps, I will disable traps along the way and try to spot for any more traps that. Because I feel like it's like if it looks like a noose thingy that's simplified, but I'm sitting there going like. You know, I would be angry if this goblin was smarter than they look. You you disable this rope trap and it turns out a boulder falls on your head. But yeah, so if you're disabling traps, are you leading? Yep. Okay. I would have to. Okay. Um, perception check first, then uh, give me a uh, uh, disabling trap sounds like a sleight of hand. Mm. And okay. I'm going to flash a genius to really not miss shit. Okay. Well, honestly, that's also something you can do with these tools, so... Oh yeah. yeah, that's true. Mm. I only mention it because you're you're in a because cl- uh, you're in a class that uh, gets expertise with thieves tools. So oh, you're right. So that technically means I can roll thieves tools instead of sleight of hand. Mm-hmm. That'd be nice. All right, let's do it. Uh, so first, you did flash a genius, so that would make it an eighteen for your 16. roll. Sixteen. Sixteen. Okay. So as you're uh, looking at the rope. You are correct in Eddie's uh, suspicions on his uh, first little run-in here is there's more to meet the eye. The uh, obvious rope is meant to basically uh, trick anyone going through this uh, hallway into trying to avoid the uh, the trap as you see a razor-thin thread right behind it that looks like the true activator for this trap. Where does this thread go? Uh, as you look at the thread, it seems like it connects to uh, two uh, eye bolts. Uh, I shouldn't say eye bolts, but in the shape of eye bolts, essentially. So like a uh, a circular, yes, uh, uh, a circular hole with a uh, large shaft. And it seems as if uh, disconnecting this trap uh, leads up to the log instead of the rope itself. The ro- uh, the rope itself doesn't seem to go anywhere. It just looks like it's tied to each end of the wall. I will take apart the rope, so I keep the rope, and then I will yeah, look no at the check gr- needed. Yeah, and then I'll look to the group and being like, "It's super thin. Do be careful to walk over this." Thunk, 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 thunk. Uh, everyone, make me perception with advantage. Okay. We're not going to do group for this one. I'm going to do individual. You said perception? Yeah, perception. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I'm going to try to make it obvious for people to see. Yeah, too. I know. That's why I'm having an advantage with an extremely low DC. I forgot it was advantage. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yep. So far looking good with... Uh, uh, sorry, Seer. I didn't need one for you, from you since you uh, pointed out. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's fine. So, uh, 16 for me. Okay, 13 from Mavet. We have uh, 16 from Aluya and uh, Eddie. Let's see what we got. 21. You're all fine. It was DC 10. That was just to see if, like, even after her pointed out, you uh, lost track of the thread with how thin it is. I want to imagine that uh, that Eddie just, like, noodles by. <laughs> mm-hmm. So 
as you make your way to the end of the hallway, Aluya, you do see like a little uh, a training center for uh, the goblins. You see uh, hay bales with uh, arrows in them, along with uh, a door with blood and uh, soot on the ground in the shape of bodies. And even further down to the south, you see uh, a, a corpse cut in half and a body also used for uh, training practice. Seems very humanoid. Uh, looks like their living area. Well, if you want to keep moving forward, we could definitely do so. If someone wants to capture that wa- goblin in the water, that we might be able to surprise it now since it might be guarding the entrance that way, not this way. Uh, I just need to specify with how high your checks are. The only thing he's looking out for is uh, the uh, space behind him and the space in front of him within five feet. Uh, past that, he can't see or practically hear shit with how loud the water is. That's what I was just saying, but the idea yeah. is that, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, basically, Sayer's going to keep moving forward, but like letting people be able to stand somewhere safe, mm-hmm. like walking around, making sure. But yeah, basically just... Been um, looking through, so I'm just taking like each step at a time, like a solid couple seconds to look, making sure nothing's wrong with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, as you uh, come down, you do hear a little bit of uh, cackling and giggling. <laughs> <laughs> and it's coming from the south. They sound really happy. It must be tickle time. A little hard to hear from back here. You don't want to hear it. It sounds rather weird. It's a goblin laughing. They laugh at everything. Like a bucket. What? Oh, I, that took me a second. Fuck. <laughs> uh, what do you guys do? You see living quarters to the south with a uh, little bonfire, a cutting board with chicken, and a cart with a barrel. That looks like it's filled with some kind of fluid. Even so much so you see little crates of fresh supplies like apples and uh, uh, fruit and whatnot. Seems a little too neat for goblins to have. Oh, by the way. Uh, yes, sir. It's like, uh, right, we, we still don't see the uh, uh, the door that, uh, that Eddie came across yet, do we? <laughs> no, it is uh, directly to your uh, uh, west, Right uh, where the blood stain is. That's actually where yeah. Sierra's going to head yeah. to to investigate. Is it still open? Um, I'll give you that. It's open. I just had to ask because, like, uh, I did not forget that uh, the fact I that... I did. Well, no, I was going to more say, like, I did not forget the fact that, uh, you know, like, the last person to have opened that door was, like, incinerated. Which, even though Sierra is better for that sort of thing, still better not to put somebody on fire or anybody behind yeah. them. yeah. But yeah, it the door opens up with a uh, yellow uh, rug that uh, goes down a hallway, and you see statues, even a broken one, down a uh, stairwell. What do you all do? Uh, I was just going to say, do you want to investigate down south? I can check the doorway a bit. There's a lot of soot piles here. Oh, yeah, like, uh, if you open the door, you kind of get incinerated. I assume that that pile used to be another goblin. And that one, and that one, and that one, because there's multiple outlines. Oh, I think that one's ear is still there. (laughs) Well, that's why I'm going to investigate how they got incinerated, because it's not 
Was it like a flash of light or was it more like a fire bursting out from the uh, doors? I didn't see it. Or wait, no, actually, uh, actually, did it actually light on fire when I opened it with Maychant or? Yes, it did. And you uh, saw that uh, from the actual uh, uh, stones itself, uh, sigils lit up and spewed with fire. It seemed like a magical entra- uh, enchantment. Uh, quite strange. All right, in which case, Eddie will respond with, Oh, right, like, it was magical. Like, those like uh, those parts of the of the rocks lit up with a, with a rune, and fire came out. Hmm. Then I should be able to see it next. I, I'm actually going to ask uh, Aluya. Hmm. Yes. This is sounding a little familiar to you in particular. I want you to make me a history check. Give it guidance. No. Nope. Yeah, great Ed. Um, it's just like no. Yeah, no. Okay. Fuck your check. You're, um, you're too you're too rushed. <laughs> um, history, my best one. Yeah. Well, but you are proficient in her story. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> you want that guidance? You well, want that fucking me. guidance? <laughs> no. Fuck no. We've been literally rolling shit so far. God. You, you feel like, uh, I, I will say it at the very least, even though it doesn't conjure names or specific things, you swear to, yeah, you swear to uh, uh, Eolus that you have heard something like this before in your very city. Not, uh, not a fire enchantment, but like something about this seems, seems familiar. The architecture. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Because she's not sure. Uh, and she's just gonna kind of quietly think to herself. Because she really doesn't have much to explain on just a, this hunch, this feeling that she has. Or like, guys good to move forward? Do I need to shut off my light? Are you talking? <laughs> I didn't think seeing made you not hear us. Well, I'm a little bit, you're, you're like in front of me, like towards the front. I'm trying to keep back. I don't want to be like, oh, the light. There they are, enemy. Stop, stop. <laughs> I'm going to let Eddie take this one then because I'm not stealthy. <laughs> yeah, just like Eddie's just like, I do kind of want to know what they're laughing about. <laughs> and while you do so, I'm going to be checking the door. And then if I think it's close to clear, I'll wait for you. All right. I'm going to pause the game for a second. So as you walk into these living quarters, you see a bunch of uh, hay piles with blankets over them. Uh, you also see tunnels that branch out into uh, the cavern. And looking in there, you see stones with like uh, a glowing blue veins. Quite strange. As you look around, you do see smoke coming from a crevice in the wall. And you hear all of the giggling coming from inside of there. It Sounds like they're having a party behind the wall. Uh, I need a group perception check. Mm-hmm. 17 from Mavet. Three from Aluya. Jesus, I'm not even going to guidance myself on that. Good God. That's two nat ones in a row. 13 from Eddie. Anything else you want to add on there, Eddie? No, I already added it. Okay, just want to make sure. Yeah, I seen the guidance. I wasn't sure if you had anything else. Uh, Seer. Um... This might not quite fit, but since you did spend a, a spell slot on this and it it's very close to the situation, I will give it to you. 
And because you do have this spell, and with how everyone's been rolling, leading to a, a really bad situation, I, I won't give you guys a surprise round with this. Uh, Seer, you do see, like, uh, uh, taking a closer look at things, even with your shitty perception check, uh, your spell really does help give this away. You see that uh, within the fire of uh, uh, the bonfire, you see like uh, dancing figures that uh, Eddie doesn't seem to be acknowledging. Not because it's invisible or anything, but because it seems to be like it's natural, if that makes sense to you. It seems like it's a part of the fire itself. It seems like it is a part of the environment. Uh, even further south near uh, the tunnel, you see uh, a rock. And taking a closer look at that, blinking your eyes a couple times, does does that rock have eyes? I think with that immediate reaction, if you allow me, before Eddie kind of like steps into something bad, Seer's going to literally pull a vial and chuck it at the fire. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, I'll give it to you. I'm going to throw acid splash into that bonfire itself. Okay. So if it's a creature? Yeah. Um, oh, mm-hmm. I needed to roll, I needed to do a dexterity saving throw. Mm-hmm. And if there's multiple creatures in there, I gotta hit two of them. Yep, put that down here. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say there's multiple, and they, uh, spread out during the start of this, so yes. Um, I can make you, uh, two dexterity saves, you said? Correct. One's, uh, the one to, uh, the left rolled a six, the one to the right rolled an 18. 18 is my exact ace um, DC. Okay. So that means then... First, let me roll damage for the first one. Yep. So they take 10 acid damage to the face. Damn. Now I'm trying to see if the saver sucks. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Um, if they succeeded, they avoid being splashed with acid. So one of them gets takes the bottle to the face, and the other one's like using them as a shield. Okay. We'll start uh, rolling for initiative here. I would love to see the reaction of this thing as it was giggling and all of a sudden it's like, ah. Yeah, I actually want to hear Eddie's reaction first as uh, before anything occurs, you see like the fire besides you like uh, erupt with acid. Just like a, a bruh, that's new. Oh, there was somebody in there. <laughs> you just see them like fucking jump out of the fire and it, it's almost as if like, I, I know they're already on fire, but it seems strange because they're acting like they're on fire, even though they are on fire. Trying to they brush could be off more the on acid. fire. <laughs> ah, it burns! It burns! And you see it trying to brush itself off. You see uh, the f- uh, little two little fire goblins, like, burst from uh, the uh, campfire. You see the goblin from the stone begin to rise up like the thing from the Fantastic Four. Just... And we are going to start combat. You go first, Eddie. That's the best person to go first. Yeah, fuck fuck you. Alright, what does Eddie do? You see the earth goblin roaring and two fire goblins like acting like they're fucking crazed. And you still hear giggling from the far south within the crevice where a smoke is billowing out of laughter. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I think the defensive smoke around Eddie's first instinct is to uh, to uh, make some Eddie blasts at the uh, 
the fire goblin directly next to them. <laughs> mm. Sure. Hang on, let me unpause it for you. There you go. Make me that attack. Blast number one. Oh, God damn it! yes. You hit. You hit the poor bastard that's covered in acid. All right, they will get uh, four bludgeoning damage on top of whatever gets rolled. So seven force and four bludgeoning. All of it goes through. And they get knocked back ten feet. And I'll honestly laugh if it like bumps into a goblin that was just like hiding there in the, the smoke. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I believe it would go right here, correct? So get shot back. You could uh, potentially actually hit it through that hole <laughs> if you hit it again. You know, I, I'm up for the I'm up for the comedy of that if it hits. Yep. Yep. Here it is. That is a hit with an 18. Oh goddamn! Get an additional eight force. <laughs> there we go. And it gets pushed back again into uh, the room back here. And <laughs> as it gets pushed back, all you hear is ah! then. What are you doing in here? I just don't... Stop smoking the mushrooms! <laughs> and they're just laughing. <laughs> I mean, I guess that does make sense, huh? Yeah, the goblins are getting high. <laughs> but yeah, in which case, uh, I think ultimately what will happen is Smoky Eddie is going to... Yep, Smoky Eddie is going to like uh, float over here and like uh, look at their their friend menacingly. Mm-hmm. All right, and uh, yeah, I think I'll leave it that way. <laughs> All right, and that ends your turn. As your turn ends, it goes uh, onto the Earth Goblin. It comes up to you, and it just uh, begins laughing. Yeah, I think uh, what it's going to do is it's going to fist you. <laughs> Won't be the first time. Goes in for the fist. I'm glad one of us has experience. 25. So yeah, the 25 will hit no matter what. Yep. It does 11 bludgeoning damage. And on top of that, let me double check. And you are grappled as uh, the fist comes down. And uh, it, it's a weird kind of like a, a right arm hook. As it hits you on uh, your shoulder, he pulls you in to like a... Uh, a one-armed bear hug. <laughs> for anyone else, it would be very terrifying. But for Eddie, you're 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 not uh, too scared from a hug. All right, but uh, that's the end of uh, the Earth Goblin's turn. It is uh, the Fire One's turn. Uh, the one that's in uh, the room, it comes out, and as it comes out, it looks at the shadow, uh, shadowy figure, then looks at Eddie, and it moves away from your Echo Knight procking attack of opportunity as it tries to get closer. You can take that attack of opportunity if you want. I'll laugh so hard if he just gets knocked right back into the hole. Yep. <laughs> Come here, Otter! Says it with a hard R. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to imagine the Otter, 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 Otter. I imagine 13 misses since 15 missed everybody else. <laughs> or cut. Uh, 13 misses. And it comes over towards you, uh, staying within the fire. I still get one more. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I keep forgetting this, too. Yeah, that's a definite hit. Fuck you. <laughs> For seven force and uh, back in the hole. <laughs> back in the hole. And you hear the laughter. <laughs> and it tries to come out again. Okay, let's see. 
So that's a five foot movement in. It tried to move outwards. Uh, Eddie, uh, remind me because of uh, the force movement. Um, because of the attack of opportunity, did it actually take its uh, second five foot step, or was it never taken to begin with? Uh, in this particular uh, case, the opportunity attack triggers when it's about to leave the space. Okay, so it never took the movement to actually leave it. Gotcha. Yeah, so 510. Yep, and it still got pushed back. It hit a wall. Okay, so 5, back, 10. Basically, to get back to where it was before the opportunity attack, like, uh, it's used 20 of its movements so far. Yeah. 510, 20, 25, 30. Keep moving a little bastard around. Uh, does it actually have 30? Da, 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 da. Yep. Okay. He uses his full movement to get to you, and it is not happy with you. Uh, Eddie, our frontline tank, is going to take a... It's going to come up to you, and uh, through the fire, it sucks in the fire of uh, uh, the little campfire that they had uh, going in around this area. And it blows it out as it has a tiny uh, fire breath. All right. Uh, Mavet, Eddie, both of you make me a DC-13 uh, dexterity save. All right, Mavet with the seven, and Eddie with the 13, exactly what you needed. All right. So you take a half damage, Eddie, unless you have uh, any kind of bullshit. Well, I don't have a reaction. <laughs> yeah. So uh, 12 to Mavet, six to Eddie, fire damage. All right. And that ends its turn. Mavet, you just got hit with fire. Animate this for me, because, again, you are a born-again virgin tree. How does fire taste? The fire, it hurts, but Mavet is resolute in protecting Eddie, so he is ready to stand his ground. What does Mavet do? First, Mavet will walk over towards Eddie on his west side. West side? West side. <laughs> and he will look over to Eddie, um, and Eddie keeps his pin on his necklace, correct? Uh, yeah, he wears his he wears his uh, vape pen as like a necklace around his neck for easier access. So with that, I will use my free object interaction. <laughs> this is this is just purely for flavor to set up. Something. Yeah, that's fine. Um, and he will reach over to Eddie and mm-hmm. take a puff. Okay. Which then, I, so as he reaches over and takes a puff, you see Mavet's belly begin to fill with smoke and it as it passes through him it starts coming out of his back and more and more smoke comes out than what he inhaled as you see extra smoky arms appear in the back of Mavet as he casts arms of the astral self (laughs) pretty badass all right i believe that's a 10 foot reach for it right Correct. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Oh, I'll go ahead and remind you, since it's not always uh, uh, clear, but like uh, summoning the arms does force a save. Forces a save? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it does damage when they first come out. Oh, okay. Uh, what's the save, and uh, what's the DC? Uh, it is a DC 16 deck saving throw, um, or take 2d6 force damage within 10 feet. Uh, when you do so, each creature of your choice that can you can see okay. within 10 feet 
to or take 2d6 force damage. So I'll do... Okay. Yeah, the fire goblin and the earth. Yep. Gotcha. Uh, repeat the uh, saving throw one more time. What was it? Uh, dex 16. Dex 16. Gotcha. Start off with the earth. Yeah, the earth goblin gets a 6. Let's go with the fire goblin. It gets a 16. Okay, so the earth will take 5 force damage. Alright, 5 force damage. Gotcha. And then I shall make my attacks. I'm going to use my attack action. So I'll make my first attack with my arm. Wow, a natural fucking 20. Oh, my first hit. Let's go. Next damage. Ugh, Mom had traded for real power. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. This is correct. Um, just want to make sure, Mavet, this damage looks correct to you. Like, proper dice and all. Yep. 16 roll, 16 plot. Yep, force damage. Okay. And then I will spend one key point to cast Stunning Strike. Okay. Yeah, and that's just with any successful attack, I believe. Yes. Yeah, thank you. Go right ahead. I believe it's constitution safe. Yep. Let me see it. It's, a, it's hard seeing all these different abilities in there. Yep. Whatever it is, it fails. Okay, so now the rock goblin is now stunned. Yep, not stunned. It is now stunned. Uh, remind me what stun does. A stunned creature is incapacitated, can't move, and can speak only falteringly. The creature automatically fails strength and dex saving throws. Attack rolls against the creature have advantage. Hmm. And by virtue of being incapacitated, uh, Eddie is no longer grappled. There you go. Okay, uh, first of all, fuck both of you. Uh, moving on, uh, what else would you like to do? I would like to use my second attack mm. against the Rock Goblin again. Yep, make sure you roll it with advantage. Yep, I know. Oh, that was almost another nat 20. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> That's when we find out you had the secret ability... To where your crit range also expanded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, that dip in the Hexblade really helped you out. We'll do seven force damage. Mm-hmm. And, yep, that will... I'm just making sure, yeah, because I used my bonus action to call open the arms. So that will end my turn. Yeah, I just want to imagine just... <laughs> just like... It's like, you know, like, Eddie is like, you know, like, up there... <laughs> Uh, like you know, like you know, like being hugged. <laughs> it's like a, and and like you know, like a breathing fire on, but then like Bobette just like comes in with like their own Eddie coming out of their back and just like uh, completely like. Uh... Before uh, we move on, uh, the Earth Goblin is now bloodied from all that damage. Uh, can you flavor this up a bit more for me, Mavet? Like all these strikes. So with the new smoky arms coming out of Mavet, he finds a new invigorated strength within himself. Instead of using his body, he is using more of his mind and his newly connected spirit mm. to strike a pose, a very animated pose, as mm. the arms do their work. Um, it makes the critical hit, the first strike, reels back and does a Popeyes-type wind up as it clocks the rock goblin on the left pimple mm -hmm. with the second strike following up hitting him with an uppercut yes so uh we move on to the fire goblin's turn 
And he is going to start moving out of the way. He's going to get close to Eddie, then move upward. Uh, remind me, Mavet, you have a uh, reach of uh, 10 feet, correct? Correct. Yep. So as it moves up, I believe at this point when it tries to uh, move upward here, uh, you should get an attack of opportunity if you wish to take it. You know what? I'll take it. You sure? Why not? Okay. Yeah, so the fire goblin is moving north towards uh, the girls. Yeah, with the 14, it does not hit. All right. So uh, flavor that up for me. Mavet sees the fire goblin going towards the females. So he wishes to protect them as he tries to turn around um, and use his arm. But he ended up using the incorrect arm uh, to punch the fire goblin as it hits the ground instead of the goblin. Hmm. All right. So as you do that, Aluya, uh, you see the goblin has taken interest uh, towards you, and you don't like the way it's looking at your body. Um, it points a finger at you, and I'm gonna need you to make a save. It's gonna do heat metal on you. All right. Yep. So make your initial uh, Constitution save, and it is going to be uh, targeting your armor. Yeah, with a nine, you're gonna be taking some of that damage. All right, 14 fire damage onto you. I mean, I was about to say, for some reason, my mic didn't turn on. I was just going to flash of genius that. Um, if you uh, desire. Yep, that is. And that's why I was going to let Aluya know, basically being like, basically jump out at sight. That's what I'm going to say. And hopefully they fall backwards to the goblin. Basically, was like, oh, damn it. Tries to cast a spell. Mm. All right. Well, I'll, I'll remind the table that... Uh... Uh, Aluya will still have disadvantage on uh, on her on her attacks because of that. Mm, okay, because like it doesn't matter if you make or fail oh, to save. You, right, it's when I you forgot. take the damage. Period. I'm sorry, I forgot. It's not that kind of spell. Never mind. Never mind. I'm. I apologize. No, that's fine. Well, no, it's just like it, you you can still like try to protect her from the damage. I'm just reminding it. It's like there's still going to be a penalty no matter what. No, you're right, but that's kind of why I forgot. It's because I thought it was like, oh yeah, it's a save to get it on. Then I was like, no, never mind. So I take back my um, heat metal thingy. Yeah, the spell's written very confusingly. Uh, I hope that gets fixed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, like I thought I had it down the first time I read it, but I had to go over it a couple more times. But yeah, I'll take back my you know save there you go but yeah you see that your uh, armor is red hot mm-hmm. how far did it move 5 10 15 uh 20 25 30 it's making its way towards the door and it looks like it's about to book it okay all right see here this little shit looks like it's gonna run away while concentrating on the spell on uh, your friend here and you don't like that <laughs> what do you do i mean you know, the fun thing I like about what I can do, you know, if he does the same thing to my friend, I'm not going to heat metal them, mm. but I am going to melt them. <laughs> I'm going to do Tasha's caustic brew on them. Mm. And basically, Party was expecting you to shoot them. <laughs> I, well, I mean, I could shoot them with the gun I got from you. I just don't want to miss. Mm. So that's the big thing. I'd rather shoot them when they're running away from me. So that I get an attack of opportunity, but instead I'd rather melt them right now. Oh wait, uh, he passed my. Uh, he passed me. Can I attack? Um, I don't think he got into your range. I got twenty feet with my spear. Yeah, they do. They have twenty. He, feet. He, yeah, and even then, like it did pass when the square said be within ten feet. So yeah, go right ahead. 
Uh, disadvantage, right? Uh, I believe so. Let me double check the spell one more time before you do anything. Yep. Uh, if the creature is holding or wearing the object, it takes damage from it. And, yep. If it doesn't drop the object, it has disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks. Okay. So, yes. thought there was a reason I never use this damn spell. Um, I just want to use my spear. Why does it want to use the ability? I don't want to use that. I just want to attack with it. Okay. Make the attack. Huzzah! 18? What the fuck? Yeah, 18 is a hit. Oh, damn. That was pretty low. Uh, six damage. And then maybe it drops concentration. Exactly. So let's do this. It is definitely going to make that throw. Nice. 17. For the next minute, it'll take damage every single turn. Mm. Uh, can it spend an action to uh, uh, get it off? I can't remember what that spell it, uh, it can, but that means it spends its action trying to wipe it off, which means they can only move and they can't dash. That works. I like that. Uh, give me that damage. Hey, let me roll it. Okay, four. At the start of each of its turns? Yep, at the start of each of its turns. So I'm just rolling it ahead of time yeah. for you. Okay, okay. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, we'll look at this in a little bit. We'll remember four. Anything else on your turn? Uh, honestly, you know, it's tiny, right? Mm-hmm. So... Basically, I'm just going to wait for it to try to move, and then I'll try to just, like, let's see if I have anything to whack it with. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else on your turn? Definitely that'll be it, because it's trying to run off into a direction. All right. So with that out of the way, we are going to move on to Aluya. Aluya, it fucking burns. I'm going to use my chromatic orb on it and use it as ice damage. Okay. So you're going with Pokemon rolls here? Yep. Okay. Um, here it is. You know what? Because I'm annoyed at it. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Oh. Wait, who is she attacking? Oh, that's right. I have to... It's been a minute since I attacked something. Mm. But, there you go. Right? Did I do that? Okay. Um. No, you haven't done anything yet. No, let's find my token. Uh, I, I didn't oh, quite hear on. who she was attacking. <laughs> the fire goblin... That casted the spell that's leaving through the door. Yeah, six, uh, 16 with disadvantage uh, is a hit. Little shit. God damn. Uh, 19 times 2. Uh, someone help me out here with quick math. That sounds like 38. 38. Yeah, 38. Are you fucking serious? That was exactly their HP. Exactly! It? To the T! Eat a dick! Describe the kill. Alright, well, she's... <sighs> She's sweating. It's getting sweaty. There is a swampiness going on between her titties. Um, (laughs) She annoyed. She, you know, she gets out her spear still lit up with the light. And as she points, the little ball forms into a little small ice sphere. And as she lobs it off, it gets bigger. And then it just shatters across his whole face. Yeah, and it's dead. Um, I moved... I moved uh, five, 10 feet. I'm going to go back. All right. Anything else on your turn, Aaliyah? No. I'm just kind of blowing in between. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Otter Boy. What the hell you going to do? It's like, uh, well, the smoke is going to build up again and uh, fire at the very persistent slash insistent uh, uh, fire goblin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, two misses. Oh, sorry. A nine. Yep. Uh, Thirteen is also a miss. Uh, you know, I'd rather not. Get, I'd rather not like uh, 
suffer another attack, so I think I will use a quicken spell and make two more attempts. <laughs> okay, sounds good. A natural one. <laughs> yeah, with an eight, no. I would say throw away the dice if they weren't virtual. And a 12, god damn! I'm sorry, my man. <laughs> Anything else you'd like to do? It is what it is. Yep, gotcha. Uh, uh, you know what? Uh, Eddie will actually go ahead and uh, take a step back. Okay. So it will get an opportunity attack. Yep, only from the fire goblin, though. Definitely not going to be a fire breath. Fuck that. Opportunity fire breath. Uh, 23 to hit. Holy shit, that was a pretty high roll. And unless you have anything, you are going to take uh, 10 uh, damage. All right, then Smokey Eddie's going to come in close again. And like, uh, actually, actually, like, uh, Eddie will back up a little bit even more as, uh, you know, because that did hurt at least enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah he, yeah, he has the movement to go all the way up here. And uh, that will end Eddie's turn. All right. Sounds good. Um, it is the Earth Goblin's turn as he looks towards. It does nothing. Uh, yeah, yeah. He can't do anything. <laughs> Shut up! I was gonna get there. He, Can you please flavor? I'll come doing nothing. He he's giving you a mean glare, and he's grunting <clears throat> and does nothing. It's the Fire Goblin's turn. He's gonna be chasing Eddie. Attack of opportunity. It's like, look, if I miss six times in a row, then I don't know what to do. Let's make it eight. Come on. That is a hit. Yep. Let's see. Uh, oh. Oh. Uh, God fucking damn it. What the hell is up with these exact rolls? God. Yes, it has 12 HP left. How do you kill it? Damn it. Yeah, it's Hang like on, a Smokey Eddie just sees like uh, the Fire Goblin coming in for another another round on Eddie. And just like the smoke billows up and like... Uh, as the goblin's about to step out, just like suddenly, like uh, becomes overwhelmed with another blast of smoke and is entirely eroded away. Something made of fire has been turned to ash. Imagine that. Damn it, Mavit, you want to finish this off? You, my boners are a limp. I guess. So this this combat's just not doing it for me. I'm sorry. It's not you. It's me. Well, I would look back at the party and ask. Would we like to take a prisoner or no? I think the bro's just going to try to fist me again. And as Eddie says that, he I will make my next attack. Mm. Target first. With advantage. Was it start or end? I believe the end. Of yeah, the, the end of my turn. Strike. Yep, gotcha. Yep, with advantage. Yeah, that that's not going to hit with the 16. Then I will use my second attack. Oh, 26 is a hit. For 10 force damage. Let's hope this actually goes to him. There we go. Yep. Ten is taken off. And I will use my bonus action to make my unarmed attack using my astral arms. Um. What, I, I made it, but it's counted as an unarmed strike. Hmm. Because I haven't activated. I looked this up. Okay. I'll take your word on this. It's correct. But I'm not using. Yeah, I'm not using flurry of blows. So I'm not doing um two. Are you fucking serious? Yes, as a hit with a, a 27. Ugh, disgusting. It is nearly dead. I will move over to just try to impede its path a little bit more. Um, I will say, because of how close you were to it, 
like uh, towards your west, where you see like some apples, you do see a, a small like a hole. Something to keep in note later. Okay. Well, I I will end my turn. Seer, it's your turn. Uh, the threat is gone, and you just see a big old doofus who's nearly dead. You want to finish this thing off for me? I mean, I don't know if I'll be able to finish it off, but I'll give it a good college try. I I feel confident. Fight fire with fire? Produce flame. Okay. Chuck a fireball at them. Chicka chicka. If I miss, I'll laugh. I'll look. 27. That's 27. Jesus. Gave it a graduate school try. Yeah. <laughs> give me that damage, please. I mean, that's sad damage. Look at that. Look Green. at that baby damage. Look at that. Mm. Um, Before I forget, and I'm not, like always, hands off chess piece, but I do need to state that these creatures have death throws. So if you're within five feet, this will hurt you when it dies. I mean, did I kill it? Okay, then. I was just looking at its sheet, and I was like, how do I keep fucking forgetting about this? I mean, let's just say the one that blew up by me didn't really hurt me. Yeah, exactly. Well, obviously yours didn't matter. Yeah. Um, anything else on your turn? Basically, I'll take one step to the side so that it's like, well, I'm not going to let that happen again. Steps to it so nothing can run past it again. Mm-hmm. All right. Aluya, it's your turn. Do you want to finish off this creature and fuck up your friend, my vet? Um, Please. No. I wouldn't put him in harm's way. Um, I'll just say, uh, my vet. No, my vet. Uh, take care of him, buddy. And that'll be my turn. Okay. I don't want to hurt Eddie, him. it's your turn. Do you want to take the honors? Well, honestly, Eddie might be the exact person we want for this because... Uh, <laughs> you can push it back. Because yeah. if Eddie hits, he can just like move him out of the way before the death throw happens. <laughs> Great head. Also, the other death throws wouldn't have mattered anyway because uh, nobody was around them anyway. Mm. All right, attack number one. Oh, God. Roll that damage. Roll that crit. Oh, my God. So then 15 force and four pledgeoning. And knocking it back <laughs> 10 feet away from Mavet. <laughs> just like mm. it just gets blasted up against the wall, crumbles to dust, and then the dust also then becomes ash as <laughs> the smoke like uh, entirely obliterates it from existence. All right. And that ends our uh, combat here. At the end of his turn, air quote, it's like uh, Eddie is going to now take a smoke break. All right. So what the hell are you guys gonna do? I would like to search the room for a sturdy stick. In other words, a quarterstaff. Uh, you can find it uh, right over here on uh, the weapons rack. Awesome. Yay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's tools. You can find a sturdy stick. Use it as quarterstaff. All right. What's the plan from the party? Um, There are... Goblins still cackling to the south, but they don't seem like a immediate threat. Mavet, you've seen near the apples around in uh, their uh, living area, there is a small hole. Can Mavet fit in the hole? Yes, you can. Uh, is it like too snug for my size? You're going to be squeezing a little bit, but you can fit through. So what I will do instead, I am going to use my wild shape feature to create a... Um, essentially spirit companion, um, to summon a, a smoky, but also it looks like it is made out of wood and vines, but its skin is m like it's covered in smoke rat. Okay. Takes about 10 minutes, right? 
Uh, no, this, uh, yeah, it takes 10 minutes. Yeah, so you take 10 minutes. Uh, everyone else, you see Mavet doing something. What do you guys do? So, did you hear noises down in that smoky area? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, they're getting high on puff, mushrooms. Pass, puff, pass, puff, pass. Maybe you could give them a boost in being, how would you say, elevated? Do keep in mind, Daddy. They didn't uh, engage in the fighting now here. And yes, if you want to, you can see within uh, uh, that hole. Yeah, I think I think Eddie's at least curious enough to see like what specifically is happening in that room. <laughs> so, okay. Are you just looking through or are you going to be uh, teleporting in? I mean, he's peeking. Like you said, he could, he could see through the hole. So I was like just seeing to, or like, is there like... Or are they like, is it more like around the corner kind of thing? Yeah, it, yeah, that's the issue. What you see is what you see. You see like a, a wall, but it's uh, big enough for you to get in. There are some obstacles in the way. So if you want to go in, just tell me and I'll move your token. It's like, uh, I'll go ahead and take a peek in. Just uh, don't go anywhere, I guess. <laughs> and uh, Eddie will uh, uh, poof himself in. <laughs> okay, as you poof in... You see that the room is just covered in smoke. You see on a little uh, fur rug a bunch of uh, mushrooms and a bunch of foliage round. And you see like uh, two uh, smoky goblins uh, basically lighting up a pipe and giving it to each other. They don't look like they've noticed you, but they are giggling, just laughing at the smallest things. I think uh, what you walk into is like uh, one of them goes... Here! Shows a hand and goes, Oh, one, three, seven fingers. <laughs> All in primordial. <laughs> uh, you know what? Eddie might just, uh, just like a reach into, like, uh, uh, reach into his shirt and just start, like, a slowly, like, uh, having a, having a small baggie float over to the rug. <laughs> yeah, as you do that they look at the baggie and go ah, mushrooms and they quickly like open it up again it doesn't seem like they noticed you their eyes are just blazing red they quickly pull it out begin to like uh, put it into pipes and smoke it and go oh that's the shit <laughs> <laughs> and he's satisfied that they're going to be occupied for a while uh, <laughs> I will say, is there like anything else of note in this room, or is it basically just a uh, a smoky mess? It is a smoky mess with a bunch of mushrooms, golden leaves, and weirdly enough, a puddle. Looks uh, like uh, the puddles uh, you saw before. Mm. Do you do you wish to leave? Uh, just re-describe the puddles for me, since it was like uh, two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before that, I just want to quickly note, I love how the animation of the smoke looks like it's coming from your piece on your token. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that aside, um, can you actually make me an investigation check? Uh, yeah, sure, I got time. Yeah, yeah, fuck it. Might as well go full mile here. Okay. 18, holy shit. I'm, okay, so I'm going to give you a fair amount. So we'll start off with the puddle. The puddle is orange, and from what you can gather, it looks like it's contaminated by iron ore and something else that's giving it its color 
Intuitively, you think if anyone with metal on them goes into this, it might begin to rust wherever they have. In fact, with the glimmer on uh, the water, you think it might act as an accelerant towards uh, uh, causing uh, rust. So it's not a good idea for anyone with metal on to come in contact with that water. And uh, with how high her perceptor your investigation was, I'll even tell you, it appears that the puddles are connected through an underwater uh, network or under uh, a tunnel network. It seems like this is all connected and there might be like uh, some other areas only accessible through this water. Is there anything else you'd like to do? Uh... I think Eddie will uh, go ahead and poof back over to the other side because uh, I feel like that's information that uh, the two most metallic members of the party would like to know about. <laughs> it's like uh, so as like Eddie like uh, uh, poofs his way like uh, back over and starts walking. Mm. It's, uh, hey, dudes. Mm, yes. So like I found another like one of those puddles in the other room. Like yeah. Interesting. What'd you notice? Well, I get this. It looks like it's one of those things that makes metal get old really fast. Mmm, a corrosive is what most people would call. Did you say that one more time for me? <laughs> I was just saying a corrosive. Okay. Basically, that's what I was saying. Okay, thank you. But like, and here's the really weird part, is that I think like all like that the water that's like that I think they're all connected. Mm. Like, if someone were to, like, go inside of it, they might go to another place that, like, you can't just, like, walk to. So it'd be good for something like you or Mavet, but I will definitely avoid the orange, dirty water. Like, I don't know what it'll do to, like, magical metal, but, yeah. We can't hurt the vape. <laughs> can't hurt the vape. Um, before I forget, um, one important thing to really point out here is, uh, the water that you guys initially made contact with on the way here was not corrosive. It was clear blue water. Uh, like, uh, based on, uh, based on that is like, would Eddie's conclusion be that just like the same sources of water, it's like, uh, might be connected to each other? <laughs> Could be. That, that would be uh, something intuitive. So yeah, like... I don't know where that one goes, but it does seem like this whole underwater place is connected and that we could probably use the water as at least kind of an assumption of the other places it's connected to. Or I might be high. <laughs> no, the thing is, I'm thinking what it is, is that it's kind of how they spread messages quick back and forth between each other. So if you want to get somewhere we can't, this might be the best way. It's just that we don't know where it's in the other end. Like what you found, if someone comes out of there, anything metallic is gone. Mm. Also, it would mean we would split up again. I encourage party split up. <laughs> I, I think what we should do is investigate more of those pools as we travel. And if they all have different properties, what we might do is take advantage of them later. Mm. Um... Just to branch off of this, since Mavet's been waiting, uh, Mavet, you do have your mouse. What do you do? I would like to have him go into the hole. Okay. Um. Just for our sake, I'm going to have your, you use your token 
but uh, I, I will keep in mind that it is actually the mouse, if you don't mind. Okay, ready? All that just, like, bends down. Yeah. Squeaker, squeak, squeaking. Yep, so you go through the hole. As you uh, come into uh, this room here, you do see that there is a big creature. It looks like a mix and match between a few creatures. Not quite chimeric, but uh, a natural it is a large ape-looking creature that has the features of a uh, goblin wearing a, a tunic with a, a belt, a knife on one side, a fork on the other with a uh, little tuft of hair. And he is humming as he uh, uh, is cooking. Okay, so I will stay under the table mm -hmm. as I'm going to scope out the room. Mm -hmm. And just make my way to that hallway. You begin to go, and you may open the door. I'll, I'll crawl underneath it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but still open it. So you can move your token across. Okay, and a mousy in this room. What do I notice? And just because I can, can I make a um, perception check? with advantage on smell to see if I can understand what that cook is cooking. Sure. Okay. Uh, with the four. Just with, with advantage. A, yeah, night, yeah <laughs> with 19. It, it seems like he's making goulash. Okay, cool. So that doesn't give me any triggers on what to do. I will enter. Uh, can I crawl underneath the southern door? Yes, you can. <laughs> okay. You go down the southern door. Go down the stairs. Thank God this isn't my actual person. <laughs> As you go down, you start to hear electricity through the wall. And to top it all off, down the hallway, you see the skeleton of a minotaur. That is so cool. Yeah, too bad no one else can fucking see it. Like, <laughs> yeah. legitimately, guys, it, it looks fucking badass as shit. Don't spoil it for them, but it, it looks fucking cool. No, I, I hope we get to see, you guys get to see this. So I... Uh, do I hear, where do I hear the electricity coming from? More south or more west? North. We'll go west to avoid. And I don't see. There we go. As you walk in, you see a library. About how how much time has passed? Um, I would say at this point, uh, I would say a good uh, fifteen minutes. Okay, because I have an hour. I'm basically just going to use that to explore. Yep. The room. Mm hmm. Do -do. So I would crawl up on the table and do i notice any anything interesting on this table of books mm, yes you do you see an open book and top it all off um i'm gonna need you to make me a stealth check at this point to top it all off it has words in it 13 13 all right good to know let me just get this going here i'm just a fey rat Mm-hmm. And I'm just a bill. Mm-hmm. So anything about the open book, or did I get spotted? Yeah, you got spotted. You just make this roll. How much uh, HP does Rat have? It has... One. Okay. And I assume its AC is higher than 11? It is 10, armor class. Okay. So... What stats do you think Familiar has, Gray? <laughs> I don't know. Um, so... Uh, as you begin to uh, travel around, and I want to say you probably go on top of a book, the book closes and crushes the rat. That is what you discover. 
So I will tell the party. So in my adventures, I have seen just beyond this little hole, a gargantuan monkey looking goblin chimera type. I'm not exactly sure what race it could be, but uh, he is cooking a goulash. It smells actually rather good, but it seems that room north of us may be connected. I'm not sure just because of the layout, but I went south after passing the chef down a set of stairs and saw a skeleton minotaur. Who? Really cool. Hope you guys see it. <laughs> I, uh, but as soon as I got it down... really emphasizes it. <laughs> like, guys, it's cool. <laughs> I, I went... Uh, after the stairs, I went south just a tad and then to the west, and I happened upon a library full of books... And um, can I say those swirling things I saw? Did I notice them? I saw a tornado of papers and books before and he wasn't, a... <laughs> and he wasn't lying. It was a literal tornado. <laughs> uh, and I got crushed by one of the books, so they may be animated. And now I'm here. I hope I didn't take too long for you guys. Uh, nah, bro, it's cool. You took your time and it's fine i love it mainly because you were able to investigate everything that helps us out if it's been an hour i'll re-up my uh my light sorry to cut you off no it's fine it is i would say with everything that's happened even while things were consecutive i'd say about an hour has passed uh hey little dude have you had a chance to look at the door while we were like doing stuff that was what i've been trying to focus on i'm trying to see if there's any other arcane magics about okay Make me investigation. Uh, no, Arcana. Make me an Arcana check. It's 15. Okay. Um, and uh, give me a little bit more that uh, you're looking for. So I saw the goblin kind of like run this direction, and I have no idea why. Maybe for running from re more reinforcement. Who knows? But the thing is that they bolted into this room. And from what Eddie said, it shot out a bunch of fire. So there's two things too. One, he could have been running through, you know, around the area because he knows where the traps are, and he that people would chase. Or B, he was running to more allies. The thing is, is that that means that he might know that there's more magical things in here besides just the door. There might be things in the hallway or a carpet and everything. I'm trying to investigate if there's any other magics that you know might have not only set off the door to go boom when Eddie was there, but there might be more traps similar to that. Uh, for now, yes. Uh, just to re-emphasize what you said, you're looking at the door to see for uh, uh, more traps because uh, the goblin tried to run through. You don't know whether it knows where the traps are, if there are any more, and you are uh, searching for them. Is that correct? Correct. I'm making sure that we have a pathway that's clean and not going to murder us. Yeah, uh, it appears clean. It looks like the main trap with this door is just opening it. Seems like closing it is what uh, causes it to uh, reset. Fair enough. So don't close the door. Mm-hmm. So do you go in? I first tell Eddie, it's like the door itself is the trap if it's open and closed. So leave the door open. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to keep going forward. Go forward. Boop. Nothing happens. Boop. Keep her going. I pursued forward. Okay, you pursue forward. <laughs> so as you enter in, 
Uh, this looks like a bit of an antechamber. You see uh, two knight statues to your left and right, one holding a sword, one holding a shield. To uh, the south, or specifically towards your left, you see uh, two statues, uh, or I should say two busts, uh, facing towards uh, the door, while towards your right, uh, towards your right, towards the north, you see a broken statue of what looks like to be a demon holding a trident that is broken onto the ground, and with a curtain that uh, go uh, wreaths around uh, said uh, broken statue onto the ceiling. To uh, the west, you see a door. To the south, you see a door. What do you do? I will slowly make my way to the middle of the room. Okay, make your way to the middle of the room. Click. Now nah, I'm fucking with you. Um, I was about to say, it's like, I was looking. No. I'm joking, but okay. you go for it. Yeah. As you uh, begin to uh, look around at this room, you do see a plaque on the floor. Do you read it? I do. It says, I see disaster from afar, but turn my head and ignore the scar. Yet... My pair and I stand firm, facing opposite, as if to confirm. And it is written in common. I see disaster from afar, but turn my head and ignore the scar. Yet, my pair and I stand firm, facing opposite, as if to confirm. Well, first off, does Sierra give us the go-ahead to go in? Oh yeah, I would. I would (laughs) definitely let you guys know. Everybody whistling, twiddling their thumbs. (laughs) Come on, bruh. Let's see. I see disaster from afar. I see her saying this out loud. But turn my head and ignore the scar. Yet my parent, I, stand firm, facing opposite as if to confirm. I mean, there's two pairs of statues looking at the bust and looking at the statues behind them. Hmm. Like, is there anything dangerous in this room? All right. Basically, I'm going to let them investigate the clue stuff while I check both doors and everything else just in case there's no traps or anything that is bad. Okay. Which uh, door do you open up first? Well, I don't open it. I check it first. Okay. Okay. You check them. All right. Yeah. I'm checking this door first and then the bottom door last. Uh, Make me a single investigation check and we'll let it ride for both of them. Natural 20. Natural 20. Uh, No traps in either one of the doors. Nice. Then we got to figure out this riddle just for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Just to read it out one more time, because I personally like it. I see disaster from afar, but turn my head and ignore the scar. Yet, my pair and I stand firm, facing opposite, as if to confirm. What do you all do? All right, my next instinct would be to see if if there's at least anything in this room that appears to be damaged. Um, the only thing that appears to be damaged is, uh, the statue itself, uh, in the, uh, m- northernmost part of the room. That is the only obvious damage you see with trident on the ground, head decapitated, and body laid onto the stairs with its, uh, lower, to- uh, with its, uh, uh, lower torso and legs, uh, standing before a wall before you. Uh, now getting a better view in this room and what these statues look like uh could i see if um dwight can i investigate to see if i if i know what they are or who they are what they are yeah sure go right ahead guidance myself because this is not my best mm-hmm. oh boy um uh, all right there you go 
Okay, that's not gonna help me any. Never mind. Nope. Uh, with your uh one, uh, you do not recognize the people. This room does not want me to know what it is. Nope. Well, in which case, uh, Eddie is going to walk over to the uh, the damaged statue. Yep. And just seeing if it's actually possible to turn it. Okay. You can turn it. Um, it is quite heavy, but nothing happens. Besides, you know, the obvious, like, fracture of uh, the stone being moved and it being fragile. And uh, just to uh, clarify, just because uh, Seer is here, and uh, I know passive arcana isn't really a thing, but I will say for your benefit that uh, you don't feel any, like, substantial, like, uh, magic or supernatural shit happening with uh, the broken statue. Mm-hmm. That's good. Because, like, Eddie's just going to see what happens if, uh, uh, first trying with, like, you know, like, the air quote feet, uh, if he, like, turns the feet, like, essentially, like, uh, in the counterclockwise direction. All right. Uh, make me a dexterity save. <sighs> Lucky bastard. DC was 10. Um, the weight is very odd with uh, the lower legs, and it nearly falls. But as you uh, rotate it, nothing happens. Sorry, what was the save for? <laughs> no, just catching it. I, I didn't want to bother with like a check to see how you moved it. I'm just saying it's weirdly balanced and it nearly fell. It's just you catching on to the statue before it fell. Do you guys think we should attempt to put the statue together? What if the other statues move? I mean, like, if they do, they do. But, like, <laughs> if this is important, then I think <laughs> it might be worth trying. Okay. So you guys tried to assemble this statue. Um, and I'll just read it out one more time for you guys. I see disaster from afar, but turn my uh, but turn my head and ignore the scar. Yet my pair and I stand firm, facing opposite as if to confirm. I mean, like, I have an idea, but, like, I feel like we need to put the statue back together first, like Mavet said. Or it might be easier. If you needed to say in one spot a little bit better than where it is, I can mend things. Yeah, if you're using mending, that can work. Seer, would you mind mending the head to the torso? I'm gonna bless everyone in case something happens and we gotta make a save. Although Seer's gonna respond, are you sure you want me to mend the head first? Because the torso's heavy. We're gonna have to put it up first and then the head. Well, I also have ways of making it not as heavy. Mm Hmm. All right, then I'll do as you say. I will begin to mend the head to the torso. All right, and the head begins to form on to the torso. Um, if you guys want to put this on, it's heavy, so I'm going to need athletics check. Are we doing this as a group, or are we delegating one person? Wait, Seer, do you happen to have any powdered iron on you? <laughs> I have to for what I need to use for my spells, Yes. Could I use a pinch to make this lighter? Yeah, I, I need to ask. Is there any, like, uh, uh, material conants with a cost? Yes, that's a pinch of powdered iron. Yes. You, my material you c- Yeah, you can definitely use a sur- com- uh, component pouch to make this happen. But be aware, that's only when you interact with us here. I will do that and um, cast enlarge reduce, reducing the size of the torso head combo. Okay. Since uh, you're spending a spell slot, I will say a check is not necessary. We will attempt to put it back on top of the legs. Yep. Line it up 
within the middle so it grows to fill it out. Mm -hmm. And then I would stop concentrating. Okay. And as you do so, it looks similar to a tiefling, but it has gills on its side of its uh, neck. Uh, You begin to fuse it on after you're done concentrating, and it is now fully formed with trident in hand. Nothing has happened. What do you guys do? All right. Now that we know the statue is built up, what direction does the statue supposed to be looking at? The statue you reformed? Yeah, correct. Is facing towards the south. Oh, okay. Like, if the if the eye in the poem is this statue, then it should be looking in the opposite direction of the pair of statues, shouldn't it? Correct. At least that's what I think, too. Should we all work together, combine our strength, and attempt to turn it slowly around? Okay. So your intentions is to uh, turn around uh, the statue that is uh, fully rebuilt. Is I'm that asking the asking the party if we all want to combine our strength to do that carefully. Mm. I'm fine with that. Make me a group dexterity check because we're doing this carefully, and I'm gonna say the DC is 13. That's it. And I think most, if not all, of us have access to our own guidance, so. <laughs> Well, if it's within the same minute of this is happening, I'm concentrating. Yeah, that's fine. I'm not going to have you waste your spell slot. That is perfectly reasonable. Okay. I'm not that cruel. Okay, that's 11 for my vet. Oh my god, Aluya's showing him up. Aluya with the 20. Uh, Eddie with the 12. This is looking bad. Is it athletics advantage or not? Nah? No, it's dexterity check. You can re oh. that. Wrong yeah. one. Wrong yeah. one. That is fine. All right, with 16. 16. Yep. So with uh, half the party succeeding, uh, you guys move the statue fully formed counterclockwise. And you hear the wall behind the statue begin to shift as you've solved the riddle. And it looks like there's a passage behind it. Would anyone care to take the lead? Or would you like I to? Well, we should like, well... I don't know how careful we need to be because we don't know when this statue was destroyed. And there is dust around. It doesn't look like anyone's walked in it in a while. This is my question for all of you then. Shall we investigate further or? I mean, like, it does seem like this whole place is like all connected together. And I do, I do need to say, sorry for interrupting you, that when the door did slide... It was extremely smooth. And in fact, you didn't hear any mechanisms move the wall. But go on. So, like, I mean, for all we know, like, this could just be another way to get to where we're wanting to go. But it just hasn't been used in a while. (laughs) I mean, only one way to find out. I will step lightly moving forward. And I will suggest the party, um, the person following me, Eddie, to stay back at least five uh, space in between us in case something were to trigger. Mm -hmm. All right. As you go in, you see a statue holding a staff and a bunch of gold coins. And at the center of the room, if you move one more step, is a gigantic crystal. It is shining with a purple and blue hue with uh, generally... uh, Gr- yeah, white opaque uh, center. 
Doesn't seem like there's any traps, only treasure. I will tell the party we can move in. There doesn't seem to be any traps. Mm -hmm. In total, there's 250 pieces scattered about in this room. Do you guys collect it all? Not until I check that purple gem out, because it could be it could be not trapped, but it could be trapped because we don't know about it. Check it out. Get up close to it. Give me our arcana check. Sorry, the walls are a little awkward. Yeah, so. No, you're good. Um, Arcana. hey Okay. That is a 21. Your heart skips a beat as you recognize this as uh, a crystal used for enchantments. But you can't quite tell, like, what sort of enchantments it can provide. So I, I believe you begin to experiment with it. And here's what's interesting. As you begin to, like, test it out with some minor spells, uh, what what kind of cantrips do you know? Um, Acid Splash and yeah, let's Produce go Flame. With acid sp- yeah, let's go with uh, Produce Flame. So you use uh, Produce Flame onto uh, the crystal, and you see the spell vanish. Then, after interacting with the crystal, it gets shot back at you. No damage or anything. It appears that it can enchant and store spells. Seems like there's a uh, correlation between the two. But at the moment, you don't feel like you have what's necessary to fully utilize this crystal. How big is this crystal? Because I might just kind of take it because I'm going like I'm familiar with like storing spells since I made a spell storing ring before. It is big. It is huge. Like, uh, I would say it's about uh, the length of your torso. It appear if you want to move it, you're going to have to get somebody's help. Hmm. Yeah, but it is not fused to the ground or anything. It can be moved. This might be useful for us, Eddie, mainly because if something hits us with maybe this gem, might save us a little bit. It's not exactly the ones I made for Aluya. Might be a different property. If I had a, a possibility, I could investigate it a bit more. But it's rather large. Uh, uh, it's kind of a shame. I had to go into my room earlier to help out uh, my new bra, but if I had a chance to rest on it, I could just have kept it in my room. For now, maybe Mavat can carry it. Oh wait, he might not be what they were once before. As you notice, Mavat is of a much slimmer build than he once was. Alright, Ulia, how much weight um, space do you have in your bag? I, I'm going to put it out there like uh uh you talking a bag of holding yeah it would be able to work yes well she kind of sticks her hand forward seems like we got space i i will say uh if you put it in there uh nothing else will fit in that bag all right would you be willing to carry it like in my hands or in the bag i mean you wouldn't be able to carry it in your hands probably in the bag and then we can handle it later Oh, sorry, yes, 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 yes. She'll kind of, uh, uh, pardon me, Eddie, uh, other Eddie, okay. Thank you so much. For now, though, do you think we should collect the coins, Eddie? Or do you think we should leave it here? I mean, like, nobody else seems to be using it. Just, like, once again, just, like, putting another finger to, like, one of the coins, probably removing a layer of dust. (laughs) Um, what is strange is, uh, the coin is old enough to be from four kings ago. So you'd hazard a guess that uh, a few centuries have passed. Yeah, no one's used it in a while. I think we can just take it. <laughs> It'll take about 15 minutes to gather them all up. I would say like uh, 
from your description, like uh, besides the coins and the uh, and the crystal, was there anything else of note in the room that looks like it could be removed? No. All you see is two statues facing towards each other, with uh, one with a sword in its hand and the other one holding a staff. You don't feel like there is a grander puzzle with this or, you know, any items to remove from them. They just look like a, a nice art piece. So is it a, it's not a, it's a stone staff, not a actual staff? It is a stone staff. And how much gold was it again? Two hundred and fifty. it'll take 15 minutes to gather it all up. Yeah, because it is just scattered throughout the room. And at this point, it'll be probably getting towards uh, 10, 30, 11 o'clock with the amount of time that's passed overall, since you guys have uh, come to the fort. What do you all do? Well, they're doing here, right? It's just this room? Yep, just this room. I do need to say for Eddie's sake, uh, the footprints of Soot and near uh, uh, where the two knight statues are at the east, so you can't really tell which way the Goblin King took. Whether it was directly west or south. All right, Mavet, which way did you take when you went in your form? Was it south again, as you said before? Yes, and my f- and when I was my rat friend, I did not enter this room, but it seems that this room may be connected to the room in which I went south. If so, that means then we already know what's in that room, which means if we clear it. We could investigate further. I believe the room below us would not contain the cook, but would contain, believe it is the four sets of armor, which had a door leading south and a door leading east towards the cook. I would stay away from him. He does not seem like someone we would want to mess with. For now, then, what I will do is I will look at the south. I'll investigate if it's worth our time. If someone has a way to look into the door on the west they may do so it's not trapped none of them are open up doors here because you did check both the doors they're fine Mm -hmm. Ah, mm, you guys should really check out the west door (laughs) oh my god you see a mentor in the hallway oh gosh yeah it is intimidating as shit and there's a couple rings in your head that lord num nums didn't mention that the goblin tribe took over a minotaur tribe. It looks like uh, they would not submit. And as you open the door, you do hear from uh, one of the adjoining rooms in the hallway. What do you mean I can't have the book? Sire, you can't touch it. It's what the firebird said. The firebird to hell. This is my domain. This book is mine. Sire, you will get his ire. The woman's words are a lie. She does not want you. She will want whatever I want her to need. And you just hear this bickering back and forth about a book and a woman from the hallway. This is from the Minotaur hallway or Seer's hallway? Yes, the Minotaur hallway. Uh, Seer hasn't opened her door yet. Okay. But the Minotaur has not noticed you guys. Its back is towards you as it's doing a faithful patrol. And he, we can't, well, Mavet can't see who he's talking to, right? Uh, no. You just uh, hear it muffled through a door. So since the Minotaur is making a patrol, I'm assuming he would turn back around at one point. So I yes. will close the door softly. No issue. Uh, unless Seer has already opened their door, just like, uh, 
Eddie's noodle head just like you know like starts like stretching over to uh, where Seer is. It's like, uh, hey, little dude, I think we might have found the king. Hmm? I could definitely say this place is full of some sort of magic. I don't know what, but I could definitely tell you that this place is not normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you all do? Shall we either charge forward and take our prize, or shall we take the slow route, make sure there's no other things that might pounce upon us, and then we take our prize? Sire! Sire! And you hear a crash of glass. I feel like that one sounds more immediate. Let's see. I'm trying to see if I have anything stealthy-wise that could work. Not really. I can make the minotaur smaller. I can also keep him in place. I can get him high. <laughs> so you guys are just going to initiate combat with this creature then? Leroy Jenkins. Yes, sir. We'll start off with uh, that movement starting us off. If you want to move 30 feet, you can. But the moment you start moving and uh, finish moving. Yeah. Right I, I was joking about going in. <laughs> okay, go. No joking. Okay. Roll initiative, motherfuckers. And you see it looking at you. What? Should I hold it? There we go. Mm-hmm. Yep, you did. Eddie, this uh, creature, you see uh, motes of yellow within its eyes as it looks like it's about to attack. What do you do? Everything always looks like it's about to attack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, nah, bruh. Yeah, Eddie will... Do what Eddie does normally with an Eddie blast. <laughs> Attack number one. It is a miss. I would, yeah, I would assume. Otherwise, this is a very unfortunate Minotaur. Mm. Uh, well, 15 hit. Mm. Yes. And I assume you move back about 10 feet. Uh, yeah, I'm pushing them back 10 feet. Yep. And it takes a blow back. Both of its hands like carving into the wall, trying to stop it, but it can't stop your force. Uh, anything else on your turn? And then as a bonus action, as Smoky Eddie is going to fly over mm. and essentially like stand in the way of uh, this Minotaur as like a, a first line of defense. Mm. All right. Is that the end of your turn? Uh, yeah. Then that will be the end of Eddie's turn. Seer, it's your turn. This uh, monster doesn't look too ha- uh, happy. I mean, no monsters happy being, you know, shot in the face without any warning, you know? Um, does it have any metal on it at all? Any metal on it? Yeah, like... Um, it does have a uh, battle axe, but, you know, wood shaft and all that. But uh, depending on what you want to do, we can work with it. I mean, I don't want to do the scenario of, like, I just made the monster scary with a fl- with a flaming axe. No, no, no. <laughs> um, you know, sadly... The spells I have right now are not going to be very helpful in a sense of, like, burning them. So what I'm going to do right now is that I'm actually going to just hopefully hurt it heavily by just constantly fire um, produce flaming at it. 17. Yeah, 17. Uh, that's a hit. And no, you didn't. I'll uh, add it on. Thank you for uh, saying that. Yeah, I was that going to say it, but then yeah. like it's like, oh, yeah, I'll knock it back 10 feet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'll deal seven fire damage to this seven, thing. gotcha. Yeah, you see that its bones are turning to cinder. You see, like, the glow in the cracks in the bone. It looks more devilish now. Oh, um, for you, uh, 
just uh, important note. Um, uh, Eddie, that uh, bludgeoning damage looked like it was uh, vulnerable to it. Anything else on your turns here? Ah, uh, no, that'll be pretty much it because I'm staying back. Now it's the Minotaur's turn. So it moves up to, it goes up to uh, Eddie, the Echo Knight, and goes in to attack it. Yeah, horns down. Okay. At 22, and right, I that assume... That will destroy yeah. Smoke Yeti. Destroys him, and that will end its turn. Kinon, Mavet, it is now your turn. I will cast Chill Touch on the Minotaur. Do the attack. God damn it. Yeah. Uh, 20, uh, 26 total is a hit. For seven yeah. damage. Seven damage. Yep. And it has... Let me make sure... I believe it can't recover HP. It can't recover HP, and it also has disadvantage on attack rolls until the end of my next turn. Hmm. Okay. Does that end your turn? Uh, yep, yeah, that will end my turn. Aluya, it's your turn. Mentor uh, was charging in. I did not see it. I cannot see it. Um, Something is happening in that hallway. Uh, let's see if I can see anything. Yeah, I was going to say you don't have line of sight. Yep. Oh, there it is. Oh, goodness. Um, just to not clog up the, this hallway, uh, I will cast Blessed as a help to everyone, and I'll just step over. Okay. You cast bless. Anything else on your turn? No, I'm already concentrating on bless. I was not, but let's just keep it going. Okay. Eddie, it's your turn. All right. Uh, Eddie will do... Uh, another pair of Eddie Blasts on the on the Minitar. All of us were blessed. Mm-hmm. And you get a bless, and you get a bless. Uh, uh, could you move me one space so I'm not blocking the hallway in case your needs to, like, gets pushed back or something? Back one? Uh, go up one. Okay, up one. Gotcha. Blast number one. Day 16 to hit. 16 is it. I'll just go ahead and roll the other one while we're at it. Right, yep, that last one's not happening, so it'll just be the one hit. Mm, okay. Four, a ten force and four bludgeoning. Push it back ten feet. Okay. Feet. Okay, that would be a 13. Got you. It is nearly dead. And as a bonus action, Eddie will just uh, re-summon Smokey Eddie, and uh, uh, Smokey Eddie will just like uh, play defensive guard again. Okay. Seer, it's your turn. What do you do? trying to think because like the eddy situation's occurring where it's just now starting to move closer Mm. let's see i'm just trying to think what i want to do because ultimately it's like i don't want to burn my stuff yet Mm. so what i will do i'm just gonna repeat what i did last time okay oh see i'm just pressing it yep that is a 24 24 is a hit give me that damage and that is 15 fire damage a soft wind could turn this thing into dust and that will be the end of my turn. Okay. Mentor goes up and tries to fuck up Echo Nutty. Uh, Echo Nutty. Echo Nutty. <laughs> <laughs> Echo Nutty. Nutty time. Going in for the great axe attack. At disadvantage. Yep. It doesn't matter. Anyways. Yep. Goes in for the slash and misses. And that is the end of its turn as it cannot move just past. Smokey Eddie just like parts itself as the uh, as the attack goes through and then just like a re- reconnects itself after it passes. Mm. Um, it looks like a good chill touch could potentially kill this creature, buddy. Well, I might as well go all out, activate everything. Overkill. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
So I will use Chill Touch. Mm-hmm. That is enough. Uh, do the damage. For 11 dam- necrotic damage. Describe the kill. As the smoke in Mavet's chest begins to flow out in a small waterfall, it creeps its way across the floor over to the Minotaur, mm. and it forms a smoky hand as it gently pats the Minotaur on its back, mm-hmm. and it begins to crumble. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. Okay. Anything else? That'll be it for me. Okay. Uh, just out of curiosity, uh, Aluya. What do you do during your turn? Uh, during my turn? Yep. Uh, just keep focusing. I'm not trying to be in anyone's way, and the hallway is really narrow, so yep. I'm just kind of waiting for the events to unfold. Okay. Eddie, before your turn, you see something a little horrific. As right beside good old Mavet, the door slams open, and we see an ogre's greatsword come out. <laughs> And attack Mavet to finish off this session for now. <laughs> As we see this door open up and uh, a big ass fucking arm comes out with a roaring voice of, Who goes there? Delivery. Yeah, delivery. Love I it. prefer DiGiorno. <laughs> Let's go with the first one. Natural 20. Holy shit. Unless anyone has any bullshit. Yay, nay. Okay. Going on. I'm going to check. Oh, actually, sorry. I need to double check. Uh, or I press the button. Honestly, I'm just making sure I even have the button because like, it's it's actually been a second since I last looked at the, my spell list. <laughs> or if that was a uh, a level up thing I still have to wait on. Mm. Uh, no, that's a level up thing I still need to wait on. <laughs> okay. Mavet, any bullshit from your end before I go on? I'm checking. No, I would have to use it as a bonus action. Critical hit. Ouchies. 45 slashing damage. Or, sorry, not 45 slashing damage. It'd be a 26 uh, slashing, uh, 5 from uh, its modifier, and 14 necrotic. I'll apply the damage to you, don't worry. Um, But yes, I'll add them to initiative, and we'll pick this up uh, next time. Just uh, for uh, Mavet, do you want to flavor this up for me? Because you took uh, the brunt of that critical hit. So... With Mavet seeing the Minotaur crumble down, he begins to collect himself into peace as... You said it was a great sword? Yep. And as he's collecting himself into a smooth meditation standing up, mm-hmm. the door opens as a great sword pierces him through the side, and you see a good amount of Mavet's smoke in his torso start to spill out. Mm-hmm. Thank you for joining us. That was House Come Blood. Thank you guys so much for the session today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We just got Mavet back. And now he's going to die. This has been House Common Blood. The intro and outro music is Oh My Dog by Savic. And any other music and sound effects used in this episode are royalty free. Credits can be found in the episode description. Please review us on whatever podcast listening app you happen to be using. And if you like us, tell other people. Word of mouth is the best way for us to grow. Thank you for joining us. Where is the fire?